from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. I am Father Gustave Ineza. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contributions from two donors. The first is Leonilda Torres from Hamilton, Ontario, in memory of Jose Torres, in thanksgiving for the gift of the Daily TV Mass and the deceased members of the Torres family. The second is from Sheila, in Nezing, United Kingdom, for her private intentions and for the good health and happiness of all her family. For all the souls in purgatory, especially those who have no one to pray for them, and for world peace. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Dear friends, today we celebrate St. Francis de Sales. And before we reflect on today's readings, let us acknowledge that we need God, God's presence in our lives and God's mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ have, mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who for the salvation of souls will that the Bishop St. Francis de Sales become all things to all, graciously grant that following his example, we may always display the gentleness of your charity in the service of our neighbor. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the second book of Samuel. When King David was settled in his house in Jerusalem, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, the king said to the prophet Nathan, See now, I am living in a house of cedar, but the ark of God stays in a tent. Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But the same night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, Thus says the Lord, Are you the one to build me a house to live in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day but I have been moving around in a tent and a tabernacle. Wherever I have moved about among all the people of Israel, did I ever speak a word with any of the tribal leaders of Israel, whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, 
and I have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and I will plant them so that they may live in their own place and be disturbed no more. And evildoers shall afflict them no more, as formerly, from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come forth from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. When he commits iniquity, I will punish him with a rod such as mortals use, with blows inflicted by human beings. But I will not take my steadfast love from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. Your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. In accordance with all these words and with all this vision, Nathan spoke to David. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Forever I will pledge my love for my servant. You said I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to my servant David. I will establish your descendants forever and build your throne for all generations. Forever I will pledge my love for my He shall cry to me, you are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. Forever I will pledge my love for my servant. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The 
seed is the word of God. Christ is the sower. All who come to him will live forever. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus began to teach beside the sea. Such a very large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat on the water and sat there while the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. He began to teach them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell into good soil and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. And he said, Let anyone with ears to hear listen. When Jesus was alone, those who were around him along with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything comes in parables, in order that they may indeed look but not perceive, and may indeed listen but not understand, so that they may not turn again and be forgiven. And Jesus said to them, Do you not understand this parable? then how will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, they immediately receive it with joy but they have no root and endure only for a while. Then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are those sown among the thorns. These are the ones who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the rule of wealth and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, and it yields nothing. And these are the ones sown on the good soil. They hear the word and accept it and bear, bear fruit, 30 and 60 
and a hundredfold. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Dear brothers and sisters, this is one of the few days of uh, the weekdays when we have a long gospel passage. Biblical studies uh, students always compare the length of this chapter, chapter 4 in the gospel according to Mark, to the 13th uh, chapter in the gospel according to Mark. This is not only one of the longest discourses in Mark's gospel, it is also a confusing one. The first confusing thing about the story is the fact that the parable usually titled the sower presents us with one of the worst sowers imaginable. So bad at his job that the seed that falls on the good soil is contrasted with three failed sowings. Of course, the common understanding is that the sower is so generous that sowing this precious seed in all the impossible places is more about the generosity of the sower himself than the expected results. The other confusing part of the story is the phrase given in verse 12 of this fourth chapter. And it goes like this, that they may see but never perceive and hear but never understand. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Biblical scholar John R. Donahue notes that this verse, Mark 4, verse 12, is one of the most controverted in New Testament scholarship. Could this be the reason why the sower is so reckless in his sowing? So some sort of Jonah preaching to the people of Nineveh without intending to see them convert? Is that the intent of the sower? Dear brothers and sisters, this passage is neither original to Jesus nor a teaching given by the evangelist Mark in his time. It is taken from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 6, verse uh, 9 to 10. These are the words of one of the seraphims to the prophet Isaiah when he finds himself in the presence of God. In other words, it is an apocalyptic teaching. Donahue would argue that the early Christians, the early disciples, used Old Testament texts to explain the rejection of Jesus' message. And suddenly, the whole story of today's passage makes sense in the fact that the entire Gospel of Mark must be read from the end to the beginning starting from Christ's passion to, uh, to the beginning of the gospel. And the central question was, how did this person who was so generous, who gave a so beautiful message, who cared for the people, died alone? Indeed, when we read the passion of Christ in Mark, Jesus is alone. All the beautiful words of encouragement found in other gospels in the narrative of the Passion are absent in the Gospel of Mark. The community of Mark wondered about why Jesus died abandoned by all to whom he had been so generous. So if you consider that all texts of the Gospels 
are written in their contexts, we have to consider three contexts. The time of Jesus when the events happened, the time of the evangelist many decades after uh, the event when the gospel was written, and then our own time. What speaks to us in our time? How often do we reject the generosity of Christ and ignore his thoughtful but generous sowing of his word? How do we harden our hearts and refuse to be the good soil that makes the word of God bear fruit? Sometimes I'm very much surprised on how we receive church documents that are so generous, especially in the recent years, how so many documents that were so generous were not well welcomed among some uh, Christians. So dear brothers and sisters, let us pray for the church to be able to encounter more good soil in its preaching of the good news to the world. And let us pray that we may be as generous as the Christ who sows the seed that gives life. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands for the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, for our good and all Let us pray. Through this saving sacrifice which we offer you, O Lord, kindle in our hearts the divine fire of the Holy Spirit with which you wonderfully inflamed the most gentle soul of St. Francis de Sales, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And your Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For as on the festival of St. Francis de Sales, you bid your church rejoice, 
so to you strengthen her by the example of his holy life. Teach her by his words of preaching and keep her safe in answer to his prayers. And so with the company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise as without end we acclaim. Fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take these, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supposed ended, he took the chalice. Once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take these, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do these in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, and Francis, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles, St. Francis de Sales, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ.
through him and with him and in him. O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in this holy sacrament of the altar. I love you above all things, and I passionately desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul so that I may unite myself wholly to you, now and forever. Amen.
Let us pray. Grant, we pray, almighty God, that through the sacrament we have received, we may imitate on earth the charity and meekness of St. Francis de Sales, and so attain like him the glory of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may the almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Mass is ended. Let us go and announce the gospel. Thanks be to God. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass.